One-arm elbow levers look cool, they're easy to learn, and they're an outstanding party trick. Even though they're honestly very different than a regular one-arm handstand, they're probably going to be the very first one-arm balance that you're going to learn. Growing up, I've never even heard of the term one-arm levers. And when I was asked one day if I could do one, I literally had no idea what was going on. In the world of sport acrobatic competitions and performing, we call this bad boy the crocodile. Why, you may ask? Believe me, no one knows. Asking these kind of questions usually just gets you an extra round of conditioning growing up, so we don't ask. My name is Sasha Bachmann, and I've been performing, training, and coaching handstands, flexibility, and bodyweight fitness all around the world my entire life. Welcome to today's episode on how to do a one-arm elbow lever. Make sure to check out the show notes with today's podcast to find the link towards a blog post that's all about the one-arm crocodile. There you're going to find images and videos visualizing all of these concepts that are about to be discussed. And of course, you're also going to find a free workout to help you getting started with your handstands, one-arm handstand, presto handstand, tuck handstand, no matter what you want it to be. While you're there, scroll all the way down and leave me a comment. Let me know if you have any other questions about the one-arm lever or maybe if you disagree with something being said. First up, what actually is the one-arm elbow lever? A one-arm elbow lever or a crocodile is an acrobatic skill that falls into the category of arm balances. The goal is to suspend the body parallel to the floor, supported by only one arm. This arm is bent and is applying pressure on the core as the elbow is placed close towards your belly button or your midline. This skill is much easier to balance than an actual handstand or a one-arm handstand as your body is horizontal and not in a vertical position. Instead of being very tall and thin, you're now low and large. It's kind of like comparing a one-arm handstand with legs together to a flag. A flag might be heavier, but it's much easier to balance. Speaking of the one-arm handstand, there, the joint that connects your body to the floor is your shoulder. Now here in the elbow lever, your elbow touches your core, making this the joint that connects you to the floor. The connection is significantly shorter, you become less fragile and less prone to fall over. What's the technique of the elbow lever? Basically, there are three things that really matter when performing the one-arm elbow lever. If you miss one of them, chances are high you're not going to succeed with this move. Number one is to turn your hand out. Possibly the most important and most underrated detail of the elbow lever. You have to turn your supporting hand towards the outside. So your fingers are pointing out and your thumb is pointing towards your head. I learned the crocodile watching performers on YouTube. Now imagine this was 20 years ago when cameras were bad, the internet was bad, and there was not so much quality in the videos. So I saw the dude suspended on one arm and I thought it was cool and I wanted to learn it too. What I didn't see was the small detail about his hand. So I learned a one-arm elbow lever with the hand facing towards the front and I couldn't. It was just impossible. You have a big advantage now. Video quality is good and you got dudes like me explaining you how to actually do this. Turn your hand out. Fingers point towards the outside, thumb direction of the head. You don't just need this in order to be able to balance properly, but it's also because there's quite a bit of lean towards the front. If your hand was facing in a regular direction, the angle on your wrist would become way too sharp and there would be way too much pressure on your wrist. You'd have a lot of pain and it's simply not gonna work. Turn your hand out. Second up, placing the elbow. I think that one is pretty self-explanatory. The point where your elbow touches your core is basically what you're balancing on. So of course you want this point to be as much as possible towards your midline so the position kind of balances itself. Try to aim for your belly button. If you're topless and your skin is showing, you could use some liquid chalk, resin, tough skin, all of these kind of things. Put them on your belly, put them on the back of your elbow where your tricep hits your elbow so your two pieces of skin are basically glued together and you're not going to slide off. Especially if you're training outside during the summer, slipping can become quite a bit of a problem. Use liquid chalk. Don't make it more difficult than what it needs to be. 
Last but not least, you have to put your weight into your fingertips. Just like in every handstand. If you want to take control of your position, you have to be fingertip heavy. The only difference here is that fingertip heavy this time doesn't mean the direction of your back or towards your front. It means leaning towards the side, leaning into the fingertips. As soon as your fingertips are not heavy anymore, they lift off the floor, you will fall over in the other direction. There's nothing that you can do about it. Lean into your fingertips, put weight on them, and take control of your one-arm handstand. If you're on the floor, spread your fingers wide for a bigger surface area. Or if you're training on blocks, use, for example, hockey tape, or again, liquid chalk, or anything at all so your block is not slippery. The tighter that your connection between your hand and your block is, the easier it's going to be to take control. If your hand is sliding over the block, then every single movement that you do with your hand trying to adjust your position first goes into a little bit of nothingness because your hand is sliding and only then brings the wanted consequences through your body. That's time and energy loss that will most likely lead to you falling off your block. One last thing that really I shouldn't have to say, but I guess it is kind of important, full body tension. You have to engage your entire body in order to make this move work. I know for some of you, the crocodile or one-arm elbow lever might seem quite simple and you think you can simply hang there because you're supported anyways and what could really happen. Yes, you're right. It's probably going to work, but it's not going to look pretty. You're not going to be able to take it further and do different drills with it. And especially, it will hurt your body. You have to engage your entire back to really pull your arm and leg up. You have to engage your chest, you have to engage your shoulder, you have to push your hand into the floor. If you're hanging there like a wet bag of potatoes, your arm will basically push into your core, hurting your stomach, but also your shoulder will just slide towards the back, pushing your shoulder blade out in the back and causing you extreme soreness either while you're training or the days to follow. Just like with everything that we're training, preparation truly is key. The more that you're going to prepare to build Rome, the quicker Rome is going to be built. Depending on your current level of experience and fitness and training in general, there might be some things that you have to train before you can actually go ahead and start practicing for the one-arm elbow lever. Or you might already be quite advanced in your journey and the one-arm elbow lever is just going to be something that you add into your weekly or daily training routine. Every single time before you get up onto your hands, let it be a handstand, let it be an elbow lever, you're going to have to warm up your wrists. If you have really tight wrists like me, you're going to do a general warm-up to get some blood flowing, and then you're going to do some stretches. All of us, we're going to do some activation drills, such as curls against the elastic or very gentle wrist push-ups, just to wake up the wrists and activate them towards that pressure that we're about to put on. This stuff, you have to do every single day before you train. Keep in mind that your wrists are not used to that kind of a pressure. Your wrists didn't sign up to supporting your entire body weight, and especially not on one hand, in this rather awkward position that the crocodile is. You have to prepare your wrists for this. Build time under tension slowly. Slowly increase the amount of pressure you put onto your wrists. Start with regular push-ups. Work your way up towards wall handstands and all these kind of things. Slowly over time, put more pressure onto your wrists before then training the one-arm elbow lever, which, like the name already says it, full body weight on one hand. Developing a profound feeling for balance on your hands is also going to be key on your journey towards the one-arm elbow lever. Start with positions like the frog stand and the advanced frog stand or crow stand. They are different, but similar enough to really make a positive impact towards your training. It's also going to be helpful for you to practice handstands at the wall or even off the wall for your internal feeling for balance. But keep in mind that technically, they're very far from the crocodile and they're not really going to impact your elbow lever training at all. Regular two-arm levers will of course also help you prepare for the crocodile. They're going to help you to develop this exact feeling that you need for balancing your body parallel to the floor. Yet, keep in mind that them as well, they're far enough from the actual one-arm elbow lever, so 
while they help, they don't directly translate to wallet. Besides a good feeling for balance and strong wrist, we're also going to need strong muscles. For the crocodile, the main thing that we're going to need is a strong supporting shoulder, as the supporting arm really is doing the main work here. For this, keep it simple. Practice your push-ups. Start with your particular push-up progression. This might be with elevated hands. This might be on your knees. This might be extra deep push-ups, push-ups against the elastic, weighted push-ups. Whatever it is, make sure it keeps challenging you. In order to make these push-ups even closer towards the pressure of the crocodile, you can do two things. Number one, you can walk your feet slightly towards the front in a regular push-up position and practice lean push-ups. Keep your shoulders protracted and your upper body round, but don't pike at the hips. Keep them low like you would in a regular push-up. At the bottom of your push-up position now, your shoulders are going to be further in front than usually. When you push up, you're going to feel tempted to bring the shoulders back towards your hands. But this is when you really have to work with your feet, slightly point your feet to push your shoulders towards the front and commit to this lean. This second push-up variation that you can do to help towards your one-arm elbow lever is what I would call the archer crocodile push-up. For this, let's say we're doing them on the right side, you're going to externally rotate your right hand. And you're going to put your left hand further towards the front than you would in a regular push-up position. Now you're going to bend your right elbow, aiming the elbow towards your midline like you would in a crocodile, and you push right back up. If you practice these a lot, you're going to be able to touch your midline with the elbow. But even if you're not able to touch it just yet, just practicing half reps of these is already going to be super helpful for your crocodile. Besides the strong supporting shoulder, we of course also need a strong back as we have to pull up our upper body and lower body simultaneously and use this back tension for balance. Superman lifts laying on the stomach where your upper and lower body lift up as high as possible are a great exercise for that. Keep your feet around shoulder width apart, make sure your knees are locked, go slow and squeeze on top. If you want to make these harder, you can do them laying on a bench or a box to increase the range of motion, or you could use wrist and ankle weights for added resistance. The concept of training is wildly underrated when it comes to handstands and arm balances. Most people kind of just get to the gym, they rock up, they look at a video once or twice of how to do it, they give it a couple tries, they probably fail due to a lack of training, and they leave it with saying, well, better luck next time. Maybe, you know, I rest and then tomorrow magically I'll be able. This is not an approach to anything physical. We need to make a precise plan with exercises, with progressions that is scalable, will actually allow you to work towards anything at all. Just trying will not help you improve. You need to work consistently. Besides the conditioning exercises that we just discussed, there's actually really just one exercise that you really want to work on when training towards the crocodile. You want to place your supporting hand flat on the floor. Remember, we turn it towards the outside. And you're going to grab three yoga blocks or handstand blocks or books or casseroles or really anything at all that you can put under your free hand and your two feet. Like this. You have four points on the floor and you don't have all of your weight on your supporting hand just yet. Start practicing in just this position. Try to hold this. If you get comfortable, start lifting one limb at a time. Right foot, back down, left foot, the arm. That should be challenging enough already. Stay here for a little while. And with a little while, I don't mean five minutes. Let's say this is going to be what you do in the first week. Week two, you're going to try to lift up two things at the same time. So for example, both feet or one foot and the opposite arm or the foot and the same arm. You get the idea. We also practice here. This is going to be already significantly harder. So you might stay here for two weeks. Try to build up time out of tension. Start with, for example, four sets of rather short holds. Then you're going to go down to three sets of longer holds before you then eventually do four and five sets of these longer holds. If you hit the end of week three and you still find that lifting the arm and one foot at the same time is very difficult, 
then you're not ready to move on just yet. Stay here. Focus on your push-up training. Focus on your Superman backlift. And focus on this floor-supported crocodile. I promise to you, you're going to grind away consistently. You will improve a lot right here. Now to the final step. How do we actually do the one-arm elbow lever on the floor? First of all, let's resume. First thing and most importantly, you have to turn your hand out. Fingers point towards the outside, thumb points towards your head. Secondly, place your elbow close towards your midline so the position balances automatically. Third, prepare your body with push-ups, lean push-ups, superman lifts, and with other arm balance such as frog stands and crow stands. Fourth, practice the floor-supported elbow lever, and I mean really practice it, train it, spend time with it. Last but not least, we're going to do your one-arm elbow lever on the floor. For this, we're not going to do it straight away flat on the floor. You're going to elevate your hand. Now, if you're working out in like a circus gym or something, you're going to have canes laying around. And those are going to be the perfect thing to use to do your very first crocodile. You're going to be high up. You have a hand balancing block attached to a stick, which is really nice to hold on. And because of the height, you can let your feet and hand dangle down. It's going to be super easy. If you don't have a cane, you could use a chair or you could build a little tower out of, say, three handstand blocks like this you're going to be able to hold your crocodile position with your hands and feet just off the floor, but lower than your supporting hand, meaning you don't have to engage your back quite that much to pull all the way up. This means that if you would topple over because you lose balance, it's much easier to catch yourself because the floor is right there. And also it's going to be physically significantly easier for your first couple attempts. Now over time, we're going to reduce the height of the supporting hand, meaning we're going to work our way down towards the floor, closer and closer. This is going to force you to lift your hand and your feet higher off the ground. Like this, you can work from a bad elbow lever to a perfectly parallel elbow lever, which might be enough for many, or to a very beautiful elbow lever when you can even look towards the front. Now, keep in mind, just because you're all of a sudden able to do your crocodile, this doesn't mean you should stop practicing all of the progressions before. Continue to practice the supported floor crocodile. You could even add a wrist weight and ankle weights towards this drill to make it a little bit more challenging and to keep pushing yourself forward. The more that you prepare and the more that you train, the less likely you're going to be to hit plateaus on your journey or get unexpected setbacks due to injuries. One of the biggest reasons why I put so much emphasis into training and preparing for the crocodile or the one-arm elbow lever is because the position truly is very challenging for your wrist. Me personally, when I first started training the crocodile and when I finally knew to turn my hand out, obviously I overdid it. My wrist got very inflammated, very painful, and I wasn't able to train for a little while. If you know that your wrist is very stiff, there's one simple trick that you can do. You can train your crocodile on a decline surface. The decline surface is going to increase the angle in your wrist and you're going to have significantly less pain. Additionally, if you want to do something good for your wrist, start taking your post-workout wrist rituals a little bit more serious. What do I mean with that? Stretch your forearms, stretch your biceps, stretch your triceps, stretch your shoulders, roll everything, massage your back. These kind of things will all help to take tension out of your wrist. Additionally, which really did the trick for me, for my clients and for plenty of fellow performers was icing the wrist for 8 to 12 minutes in a bucket full of ice water right after training and a second time right before bed. Obviously, don't ice before you train. That's going to be terrible for you. But icing after your training, first of all, might feel amazing. And second of all, it's going to really help you carry out that inflammation and discomfort. If you think that ice water is a little bit too cold and you're simply not that tough, instead of doing 8 to 12 minutes of just ice baths, you're going to do 8 to 12 minutes of hot, cold contrast. It's going to feel amazing. It's going to have pretty much the same results. Now, you've made it pretty far into this podcast episode, and I'm definitely proud of you for sticking with me. This gives me the feeling that like I can absolutely tell you one of my big secrets. So I tell everybody to train everything on both sides. And I actually mean this. 
Because if you train something only on one side, especially when it comes to hand balancing, you're going to get very, very sore on one side of your body, which is going to bring you a whole lot of pain. From the start, please train your crocodile and one-arm elbow lever on both sides. It's okay if you only succeed on one side, but try to at least put the same amount of pressure and the same volume on the other side so your body can grow equally. Now, the secret that I want to tell you is that I can't do a crocodile on my left. I never could. On day one, I tried it on the right. I tried it on the left. On the right, it kind of worked, so I trained it on the right, and I forgot about the left. Highly irresponsible and, to be fair, pretty embarrassing. When I was 20 years old, I joined Pippin, a Broadway production, where we did a dual hand balancing act, two guys next to each other. Because I couldn't crocodile on the left, we had to re-choreograph the entire act. My hand balancing coach at circus school always used to say that, of course I cannot do it on the left, because on the left side is my heart, and my heart is so big, it just doesn't give space for my crocodile. I'm going to say he made this one up, but that's the story I'm going with. That's it. That pretty much sums up everything that you need to know in order to learn the one-arm elbow lever. Keep in mind, it is a cool trick. It's very different from one-arm handstands. It's different enough from the two-arm elbow lever. So it's going to require quite a bit of practice, but it's going to be the first one-arm balance that you'll learn, and it's an absolute killer at every party. Check out the show notes for a link to a blog article that's all about your one-arm elbow lever with videos and images explaining all of these concepts a little bit more in detail. Additionally, you're going to find a free customized workout there to start working on your handstands, one-arm handstand, press handstand, whatever you want. And on the bottom, you can comment on the post. Let me know if you have any questions. Have a good one. I'll see you guys next time.